Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked in. We had a busy week of sports action this week. We got March Madness to talk about. We got NFL free agency in full effect. It's also NFL trade frenzy, apparently, as well, because everybody's getting traded. Nobody's safe. And we're also going to be talking the final confirmation that Cody Rhodes is officially coming to WWE and what the implications are for WrestleMania going forward. So lots of stuff to go over this week, guys. Uh, we're going to start with March Madness because it's the ongoing thing. Um, as of this recording, we do not know if Michigan State pulled off the upset over Duke. So we're not, we're, you know, we're going to talk about hypotheticals, but just as an FYI, so don't shoot the messenger here. If we don't have all the faith in the world in them. Um, but, Mike, let's start off with the Spartans, right? They, they had a, a bit of a tricky matchup. You know, a lot of local sports radio around here, I think, had, like, the bar set for both Michigan and Michigan State for, like, one and a half wins yeah. in, in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. I, I, it's hard to, like, I guess, argue it because you're like, there's flashes where you're like, eh, they could go, and there's other times where you go, no, these are these are not very good basketball yeah. teams in, in terms of bracket play. Um, but talking about the Spartans, I thought they had a really tough opening round matchup against Davidson. They're mm-hmm. a very tricky team. They shoot the three extremely well. Uh, they persevered a late run by them, and you know they they kind of came up clutch when they needed to. Talk to me about what you're seeing out of Tom Izzo's squad here, um, and why the Great White Hope is leading their charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a it's your normal Tom Izzo team where it is. Isn't where it? they, so they, weird. they 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 don't really have that like big name guy there, yep. and they play hard. And they have good leads, and then like the second half, they just start blowing it slowly, mm-hmm. and then the team catches up. But then they're really good yep. in like the last three minutes of basketball games because yep. they never make mistakes in the last three minutes of games, yep. and they just kind of pull out uh, at the last minute. I actually talking about that one and a half under over thing. I actually yeah. technically would have had the under because I had State losing to Davidson in my bracket, yeah, and then I had Michigan beating Colorado State, then losing to Tennessee, right? Yeah, so it's not, not necessarily, it's not necessarily like there. uncommon yeah, sure. opinion there. So um, it was uh, so I was very shocked to yeah. watch them beat Davidson because mm-hmm. I thought Davidson just shoots better. Well, they're just thought, uh, three points, right? It's one of those things where you're like, it's a team that if they're if they're on, they shoot sixty percent from the field. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be really hard to beat. Yeah, so uh, so good for Michigan State to be able to to withstand that. Yeah. Um, Tom Izzo, man, just does it again. I love, I love Izzo. Crazy. I love the storyline Izzo, Coach K, and all that good stuff. And, and and if it is the end of the season for Michigan State after after they play Duke, right? We'll talk about it. But um, you know, you love that storyline as well, which mm. is funny. Izzo was weird in this post game. I thought it was crazy because like normally like Izzo is all up riled up and everything like that. He came in, he walked off, and he was they were talking to him post game, and he was like, he was okay. He was just like normal. And I was like, he must be like taking like a whole new approach to this. He's like, yeah, we're just gonna kind of. Ride by the seat of our pants a little yeah. bit, which is interesting. Um, shifting focus to Michigan, uh, we know they're going to be playing in the Sweet 16. Uh, they get the big upset win. They Well, they upset Colorado, down like, what, 15, coming back to win by 12. Yeah. And then they come back and beat Tennessee with three seeds. So they're going to face the winner of who we don't know between Villanova and Ohio State. But we talked earlier uh, a couple weeks ago as, this, as the tournament kind of kicked off here what was the ceiling, right? And we kind of had similar expectations for both squads, quite frankly. Um, and Michigan kind of got there, right? We mm-hmm. were kind of like, okay, sweet six. They make it the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good run. They're the eleven seed. They got a pretty tough road yeah. if they want to go all the way. And I and I think that's going to be a bit of a stretch for them. But talking about what you're seeing out of Jawan Howard's squad and how big of a win 
this was over Tennessee because mm-hmm. I think it's a bigger win than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah, I just uh, – it's kind of the – I've been saying for a long time that I don't think this Michigan team is necessarily good. Yeah. But I do think that they when – frustrating to watch. They were frustrating <laughs> at times to watch, yes. But I do think that like in, in the NBA where yeah. you're like – yeah, you're like starting ten might not be very good, but like when the playoffs come and yeah. you shrink your roster to eight, maybe yeah. nine at times, mm-hmm. that's like all right. Whoever has the best eight or nine are gonna win, yeah. which is why I think like Phoenix has a really good shot. And the Bucks, even though they don't have the greatest team ever, right. they can go eight nine deep, right. and it's very hard to stop that when some right. teams can only like the Philadelphia 76ers have five starters who are really good, mm-hmm. but once their bench comes and you go. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a really big drop-off for them. I think Michigan, I was always like, okay, they have nine guys who are good but not, like, phenomenal. So when some of those lower guys come in, it kind of gets rough patches there. But, like, when you shrink that roster to seven people and when you have the starting five, you add Frankie Collins and you add, like, Brandon Johns Jr., that's a really solid seven. Half have, like, really good experience. Brandon Johns, you know, has been to a – Final Four or Elite Eight or whatever it was. Started in the Elite Eight game. Yep. Um, Dickinson and Eli Brooks both making the Sweet 16 round, so they all have the experience. They, they don't know anything but that, quite frankly. They, not really. They, they just, that's as far gone. as they got. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, just in general, I think uh, their experience and everything, and making the roster seven, mm-hmm. I think gave them a really good shot to give to yeah. to beat these teams. So I wasn't necessarily like shocked. The Tennessee game, I was shocked. Yeah. I'll throw that out there. I, I, Tennessee, I, I did them, not think I had them gonna... winning against Colorado State. Yeah. I was like, it's Colorado State. No offense. But, um, and then the ten- I just thought Tennessee played really good defense throughout the whole year. Yeah. Um, and I thought they're just a little bit too long. And Michigan's offensive contributors are not as consistent at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think you saw it in both games in like the first yeah. half where like you start good and then you go into like a five minute slump and yeah. you're just like, can anyone score? Right. And I think in those situations, they need Dickinson to just like pound the well, paint had him sometimes. On the outside for the whole first half where he's shooting threes. And I'm like, maybe we put him two feet away from the basket. Yeah. Like, I know he hit a couple early yeah. threes, but like, maybe we should put like, him Like, Dickinson there. gives you that advantage. And it, like, Mo Wagner did it really well when he was here like six years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. where it was like when they would go into a slump, they were like, hey, can give you just ball. like give him the ball and just let him go get two or four points for you yeah. to like kind of be like, okay, at yeah. least we're not going on, they're not going on a 14 0 run. Right. It's like a 14 6 run. Right. So the score is not like astronomically different when you start like, getting been, hot again. Have you noticed, you know, watching this tournament, this is not just from Michigan or Michigan State, but just in general, I've been noticing a lot of that though, where like in the tournament, the first couple rounds, you're seeing teams start hot. And then they go through like droughts where it's like, yeah. oh, it's like six minutes and they don't have a bucket. And these are like Kansas, the Gonzagas of the world. Yeah. You know, we saw Kentucky go through a massive drought and then in the upset loss where you're like, yeah. Baylor too. Yeah. Where you're when just they like, do, when they nobody lost. could buy a bucket. Like even mm-hmm. North Carolina cl- trying to close out Baylor, you're like, dude, you guys need like six more points and this game's over. And yeah. they couldn't get it done until OT. Is that something you're noticing as well? Like mm-hmm. an uptick in that where you're just like, it's either humming or yeah. there is nobody making any plays. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it, it's crazy how like night and day it is too. Yeah. Where it's just like one, like literally the first five minutes, mm-hmm. they're just like, like St. Uh, Peter's yeah. does it too. Yeah. Where it's like, they go 10 minutes and they go like 12 for 14. Mm-hmm. And then they go 0 for 8. And then they let Kentucky come right back. Or they yeah. let um, 
Murray State yeah. kind of fly right back. And then it's like, now it's tied 60 to 60. Okay, now we're going to go on a 10 0 run and win the yeah. game. It's just like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. Like, a can whole you, mix of like, like, I feel like the team, like, you're really going to look at the team that can be the most consistent through the game is probably going to win this yes. tournament. Yeah, that's how it feels. And we don't know who that team is and yet. Nobody's safe, right? No. We, we saw Baylor go down. Gonzaga got pushed to the very last minute against Memphis, right? Kentucky's already out. We've seen, you know, Big upsets by like Richmond and all these other teams. So yeah. you're like, and like you know, St. Peter's is in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Who the hell is that? Right? They're not even verified on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So that goes to show you what basketball they play in a, about is. the same size gym as my high school did. Yeah, so it's exactly. Crazy. So it, the fact that you're seeing some of these guys uh, or some of these you know lower seeds, the Michigans of the world, coming in and really taking you know taking the bull by the horns and you're like, hey, let's go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's. You know, it's what makes March Madness fun. Who do you have as your favorite right now going into the week? Now, obviously, if, if everyone uh, gets upset, I don't really know how to yeah. do this. But, like, who is your favorite if you had to choose right now, not knowing the results of Sunday's game? Yeah, so I have uh, my, my national champion pick from uh, when I did my bracket was Arizona and Duke Okay, is my final two. And I'm probably going to stick with that, honestly. Yeah. Now, I not watched a single Arizona game all year, so that was just going through the bracket and going – Arizona, Arizona, I guess Arizona. Okay. <laughs> like, it was just kind of like one of those where like their road wasn't very hard, and yeah. then I think they can beat like Kansas, and then maybe they get to the finals. And I don't yeah. know, but um, I think I think Duke has a very. And I'm going to say that Michigan State's going to win today, but yeah. I think I think Duke has a really good shot. Um, yeah. And I think I think there's a lot of influences in that, but I think Duke's going to have at least a really long run in this tournament, if not have a really good shot to win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, at this or point, stay upsets them. Yeah, which you know we've seen Izzo go and lose in the round of 64, and you go, what just happened? And then follow it up the next year with a Final Four run, and you go, I don't understand what's happening, right? Yep. Fifth straight Sweet 16 for Michigan. Um, you know, one of the very few schools to do that, right? Yep. Uh, Juwan Howard has literally never played, never been a part of an NCAA tournament where he didn't at least get to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, yep. which is crazy. Three as a coach, or I'm sorry, three as a player, one as a coach. I'm like, that's crazy to me that he's never done that that's just a weird weird michigan stat so it's a lot of fun um big props to michigan especially with all the uh the off the court issues you know john howard trying to bitch slap other coaches yeah that sort of thing um i think this is a big win to kind of put some credibility back on his name especially and be like listen i like sometimes right stuff gets the better of me but i'm still a pretty darn good basketball coach yeah Good stuff there. Let's hope that uh, the Spartans win it out today. Send Coach K home. Um, you know, and we've seen Spartans in Michigan in the Final Four. Like, we were supposed to get, like, eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually just happens this time. Yeah, yes. right? That'd be crazy. Um, all right, shifting focus here a little bit. Let, let's talk um, Let's talk NFL free agency, the trade frenzies, all that stuff. Let's let's start off, though, before we get into the big highlight news, let, let's talk Lions specifically first. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk the big sexy news. Of the, I think they had two really big sexy signings, right? The first one is a re-signing of Tracy Walker, and the other one, you're looking at me like, two signings. They I, I was going to only sign one guy. Yeah. Um, you know, Tracy Walker coming back, I think, yes. is ginormous uh, for this defense for a lot of reasons. And obviously the second one, DJ Chark coming in. Um, we talked about him last week as a possible option. Allen Robinson seemed like the favorite. We know now they did reach out to Allen Robinson's camp, and he got $15.5 million a year, and I think the Lions went, mm, I don't really know if we're ready to commit that kind of money yet. Uh, they bring back Charles Harris on a two-year deal. They bring back Khalif Raymond on a two-year deal. They bring back Tim Boyle. They're bringing back David Blau. They're bringing back Alex Anzalone. <gasps> 
It brought back everybody. It feels like. Um, so first question. Run it back. Yeah. The so the and and that's where I want to kind of start this conversation, right? Because I do think there is some context here, but I want to get your opinion first, Mike, before I kind of voice what I'm thinking, why they're doing what they're mm -hmm. doing. Give me your thoughts because I do see some Lions fans really panicking about mm -hmm. them just re-signing basically anybody who played meaningful snaps for you last year. Yeah. You brought back right. Charles Harris, your team leader in sacks. Anzalone, who's a serviceable, I'm going to say, middle mm -hmm. linebacker. Uh, Tracy Walker, big-time player for you. You know what I mean? But you didn't – You didn't. considering you thought maybe they were in on Marcus Williams, he gets $14 million from Baltimore. Maybe you are in on Allen Robinson. Maybe it's a whole different discussion of, like, the Lions just blew the wad. They yep. didn't do that, though. Give me your thoughts on them bringing a, a good chunk of guys back, um, you know, and then obviously the DJ Chark thing as well. Yeah, I mean – I always just thought that they were just bringing back their placeholder guys until they find people to replace them. Yeah. Like, like perfect example of that is like Alex Anzalone, well, where like, like I'm just like he's kind of just there to be your starting middle linebacker or whatever mm -hmm. until you draft a guy in the third round this year yep. who can eventually overtake him. And then since he's on a one-year deal, he just kind of leaves. Yep. And that's kind of like what I feel like for literally every single position. Vitae's there yep. until they find a right guard to replace him in the yep. third round. And then they cut him, save $5 million, they insert right guard, and then they're fine. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole bunch of positions like that where I would, like they brought him back, they're going to play for mm -hmm. a year, and then they'll right. get released when we have a new guy in there. Yeah. So that was kind of my take for 90% of the signings that they mm -hmm. had. DJ Shark, I think, is a fun experiment, mm -hmm. I guess. And because it's only, I mean, they have uh, they have a void year like yeah. afterwards that they'd have to pay. It's only like two million or something. Yeah. But basically, like his base contract is like one year for yeah, four well, million four or whatever. Million, he's a cap hit this year. He's got a six million dollar dead cap hit next year in the void year. But yeah, I, I have yeah. a I have a reason I think why they did. There's a couple reasons. But yeah. I'll let you finish. But but D.J. Chark to me like he's just been injury prone. Mm -hmm. He's been in one Pro Bowl. His one year he had like a thousand yards and like six touchdowns or something. Mm -hmm. So he had a pretty good year mm -hmm. in like 2019 I think yes, it was. But yeah. he's been hurt the last couple years. So he only played four games last year. Yeah, with the broken ankle. With the broken right. ankle. The COVID year I think he played like eight games. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of just like an experimental thing. I'm like if you want to rejuvenate your career you could be our number two guy here or number yeah. three guy here or whatever and if it doesn't pan out you only paid him for a year or two well, so and, and here's here's you know I'll, I'll start with the chark thing because i thought the chark thing was very interesting here's a, he fits every box that the lions were looking yeah. for in a receiver plays the outside plays that x spot runs a four three and mm -hmm. you know what i mean coming out of school and he's six four yeah i did uh a lot of people were saying from jacksonville because i went on the jacksonville reddit and they were like his he he doesn't run that fast in pads. Yeah. Like you know how like Tyree Kill just oh, like yeah. runs fast yeah. in pads. Yeah. He doesn't really run that in pads. So like, you won't right. see breakaway four four speed from no. him. But he is a fast yeah. guy. Right. Yes. And I think what he does bring though is I do think he brings the ability to create some separation right yes. on the outside. I do think he provides that big body in the red zone right where we can actually throw a fade and it there's a good chance it gets caught. Yeah. Um. This is this is really hedging your bets if you're the Lions, and that's kind of the theme I think of their signings in a lot of regards. Uh, the the Chark one, right? I look at the way they structured the deal too, where I think that if Chark Chark left more money on the table in a longer term longer term deals to come here, mm -hmm. right? And you know he was sold on Campbell and Holmes because he said basically I talked to both of them and they had they said the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So you're like you felt like they were on the same page, right? The front office, the coaching staff. They're all working towards the same goal, which is refreshing because a lot of times you hear where you're like, 
you know, like they say it and then it comes out a year later where you're just like, oh yeah, like they didn't want this guy or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so to, to hear that he turned down more money elsewhere to come here on approved deal, he's betting on himself, right? So you're going to get a motivated DJ Chark, right? Um, I think this allows you then to take a receiver like a Christian Watson in rounds two or three, knowing, listen, you can be our three, four wide receiver now. Yeah, you and Josh and Reynolds can. literally going to take over. Yeah. You know, and then, but also he's young enough to where this void year that they have, if he plays well, I think they'll just bring him back. And then you just go, Josh Reynolds has an out after this year, technically, if they wanted to. You still have St. Brown, and you. you I'm assuming they're going to take a wide receiver in the draft, and then you have DJ Chark, who's 25. All of a sudden, you look at this receiving core, and you got like Khalif Raymond as your gadget guy. All of a sudden, you went from looking at this wide receiver room as wow, there is nothing here to all right, maybe you're yeah. you've got you've got a little something here with a little bit of depth. Yeah, and I think this also does one of two things for the draft. Yeah. Either one, if they plan on taking a quarterback, aka Malik Willis, actually gives them. At least a chance to give them a it. primary weapon. Yeah, like yes. one or two guys around. Because right. I'm in Ross St. Brown, so there too. Yes. So him, DJ Chark, and whoever maybe you draft in a later round, you have a couple guys who you can like develop with because they're all young too. Yep. And two, if you if golf's still your plan and you don't draft a quarterback this year, and it gives golf a chance to go. Okay, I have a good receiving room. Mm-hmm. Can I can I throw well, twenty six touchdowns, five picks, kind of the, thing? And that's the expectation. Because like last year you had Brashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams, yeah, who didn't yeah. you? Brashad Perriman didn't even play. Yeah, but Tyrell Williams was there and stuff. But it was like nothing that's like wow, that's gonna. Yeah. Thank you for and that I think, guy. I, and I think Tyrell Williams and DJ Chark in the logic behind the signings are very similar, yeah. right? Big guy, fast, go get the football, extend the field, mm-hmm. right? I think DJ Chark is just a better version of that, yeah. hence why he comes with a higher premium. But I think this is a signing where they say, listen, we're going to bring you in a one-year deal. You prove it. We're going to prove it to you. It's, I think it's a mutually beneficial yeah. thing where it's like, you're going to prove it to us that yeah. you can stay healthy. Yeah. We're going to prove it to you that we're, we, you're a team, we're a team that you want to stay yeah. with. And then let's hopefully both things work out. And whether they only win five games next year is one thing, but – if he comes back and has a thousand yard season, yeah, and you know, uh, like, yeah. Like, oh, if he if he plays if he plays fifteen games, yeah. gets eleven hundred yards and six touchdowns, right. you're like, and all right, so okay, you're saying, so you're yeah, so you're, we're gonna keep you, yeah. okay, cool, we'll, we'll keep you for three years yeah. or whatever, because really it's like a, it's like a cheaper franchise tag of what they've done right now. So yeah. I like that, I like that, and and once again, going back to the other signings, right? It, it feels very much like they're hedging their bets. Alex Anzalone you know can be a starter for you. He's not good. He doesn't do anything overly all that spectacular. But he's a guy you can put in and you go, at least I know he's not going to look like he doesn't know what he's doing out there. Mm-hmm. Charles Harris has basically, this is a one-year deal with a potential out after, after year one, where, once again, we're not going to pay $40 million to Hassan Reddick, where Charles Harris had seven and a half sacks. Can you be a 10-sack guy? Mm-hmm. If you can... Then we've got you on a two-year deal worth seven million dollars per average. Yeah, it, it really, it really feels like a lot of this is like in like the workplace where you're just yeah. like, all right, so here's like an internship kind of, uh-huh. and if you prove that yeah. you're like worthy to us, yeah, we'll we'll keep you on well, and extend and, you longer. And that's, that's really what it is if you're like a business person. Yeah, like and they and they also and if you look at it right, they brought in Charles Harris. They said, hey, go be you, right? Mm-hmm. Do what you do. Rush the passer, right? Let's see if we can. What's what's left? And then they rewarded him. He had a set, he had a breakout year for him, right? Lead leader, you know. And I I would like to see the sack total increase now. Mm-hmm. But point being is that hey, we're gonna pay you, and we want to keep you because we think you can be a foundational piece for us. However, 
the signings of Charles Harris, the signings of an Alex Anzalone, the signings of a of a bringing back a Khalif Raymond or re-signing a backup quarterback, whatever. It's all feels very much like a hedging your bets where, okay, if Hutchinson's there at two, I still think they take Hutchinson and they're like, well, we don't have, we have Charles Harris. I don't think that stops them. But if Hutchinson's not there and we're going to talk about the draft here in a minute, I think it gives them more options where they don't have to force something. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing at linebacker. They can wait, they can get the right guy. They've got a guy here who can eat up snaps. They don't have to put Derek Barnes in the fire. I mean, he's going to start, but like, my point being is like he doesn't have to be like okay we got Derek Barnes and nobody else. You've got a veteran guy who mm-hmm. believes in what they're trying to build. Every one of their signings of guys they brought back is very much a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. It's at worst case scenario if we because they're going to build through the draft. You, you, that's the clear message I got from this offseason is that yes we have money and yet and I think they were in on Marcus Williams. I do and I think that's why the chart deal is structured the way it is as mm-hmm. I think they tried and I think he just went well Baltimore's Baltimore and. Sometimes you just lose out on that deal. But um, I think it's very much, hey, let's have a contingency plan. Let's be prepared. I think they have solid depth at a lot of spots now. And I really think that they're like, hey, listen, we got five picks to, to, going into that Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We have five picks, top 100. We can do a lot of damage, and we can fill a lot of spots in positions of need mm-hmm. in deep areas of this draft where you don't have to reach. And that's including if they want to take a quarterback at two. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun. So I'm, we'll get to draft talk here in a minute. So I don't necessarily hate what they did. Yeah, it's kind of sucky where you're like, all right, well, we just brought back all the decent players that we had last year. Mm-hmm. I get it. It sucks. But I also think that they're like, I don't think that they are, even as much as the player acquisition phase is here, I don't think that they were immediately going to go out and go sign four guys and blow the wad like Jacksonville did. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think they're there yet. And I think after this year's, if we see a, a massive step up, they win seven, eight games. I think that is when you go, okay, what's the plan, right? Mm-hmm. If they take the quarterback, okay, we got a quarterback, we got this. And I think that's where you'll start to see the money start to flow a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they're like, eh, we won three games. Maybe we mm-hmm. let's 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 bring back the guys that played well for us. Yeah. But at the same time, let's not. And and also, I think it's very important to say. Tracy Walker's the longest contract they signed. Three years. Mm-hmm. And they got outs. Sharks a one-year deal. Harris has out after one year. Um, everybody that they signed. Is either one year or you have an out after you have an out after the first year. Yeah. With very minimal dead cap. So it's it's very much like, come on back. We're going to give you a little bit more money. But if you're terrible and you regress back to what you normally are, well, you're gone after this year. So. Yeah. Really smart, really smart financial planning overall. So mm-hmm. not bad. All right, let's talk about some of the other big news because, good lord, dude, the NFL is killing us this week. I mean, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Adams one? You want to start with well, Deshaun Watson? I mean, man, you spoiled all the news. Okay, that's fine. good lord. Um, we, we could literally just go division by. All right, AFC North. What happened there? Because yeah. something happened in every division. Oh I felt my like. gosh! Right. I mean, even. Even something uh, it's kind of flying under the radar, but Mitch Trubisky going to going to the Steelers, yeah. right? Yeah, we might as well just do that. Yeah, let's yeah, go let's division go, let's by division. Go division, by division. All right, so AFC North, right? So yeah. since Cincinnati didn't really do much, uh, Baltimore with uh, Baltimore gets Marcus, Marcus Williams, Williams which, which is huge wow. for them because yeah. they're they awesome. they just they're awesome. I love yeah. Baltimore. Honestly, Baltimore's so cool. Yeah, I, I, if I if, such a good coach. if I wasn't like a Lions fan, if I had to pick one AFC team, generally it's like generally Baltimore. I really like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I know I, I I don't really know why that is either. It's no. just one of those things. I just think they're so well coached. Yeah. Or I'm just like just, I just respect the process. Like yeah. I can't be mad at you 
for being good when you have all these injuries and you're still competitive. I go, yeah. you just have, but you have no quarterback, you had no defense, and you're still like seven and nine. I'm like, okay, and like that's why I say like everyone was mad, and we'll talk about Deshaun here in a second. But I think a lot of people are like, why can't the Lions get in on that? I go because they're he's not the right culture fit for what the Lions are trying yeah. to accomplish. Uh, yeah, so Steelers got uh, Mitch Shubisky. Yep. Um, did they get anyone else big name? Not, not really. I don't uh, think. I don't think. Um, no. Maybe some. I think they signed a couple offensive line. I think they signed like James Daniels or something like that from the from the Bears. Mm-hmm. He's a guard. But Trubisky really the Trubisky big, was like the was, big was thing the big that he's thing. probably going to be well, the starter. For... Figure it out, right? What are they going to do yeah. at quarterback? And you know, yeah. you were right by the way, under ten million a year. So yeah. kudos to you. You yeah. nailed it. We, you nailed we, it. we know what's up. Um, and then the yeah, big CJ one has really done anything. And then the big one obviously. is uh, Deshaun Watson getting traded for like three first rounders, three third rounders. And they got back like a fourth or something for I don't know. It was like a huge contract. Basically, the moral of the story is the Texans had first round picks forever, and Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland. Is basically what I got. And from that. Cleveland literally put all their eggs in the Deshaun Watson basket because he got a five year, two hundred and forty million dollar contract, fully guaranteed. guaranteed all the way through. Remember baby. when we were talking about Kirk Cousins and we're like the first contract that's fully guaranteed yeah. for kind of big money, and yeah. Deshaun Watson was like. No, I'm going to no, 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 triple no. that. And what's crazy is is that he, they ruled the Browns out. That was the funniest that's part, the yeah. That's nuts. Everyone's like, oh, so he's going to New Orleans. And I was talking to my friend who's a Falcons fan. He's like, yeah, like Falcons are the Saints. Falcons are Saints. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Cleveland now. I was and like, what? I honestly, and I honestly think it was. I don't even think it was compensation. I think it was they said, hey, we'll give you a fully guaranteed deal. Especially with all the off-field things that he's got going on right now. Mm-hmm. I think they were like, all right, let's just. Let's go. Yeah. And, and what's interesting now, though, is like you're hearing reports like this is the move that Cleveland Browns fans have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. You have gone through all these quarterbacks, Baker, you know, all the way back to like Tim Couch, right, where you thought he was going to be the savior of the franchise. You have a proven, this isn't potential, this is proven top tier quarterback play that you have not had since Bernie Kosar. Yeah. And I, that, I, I'm not trying to sound dramatic. It's literally there's nobody else that yeah. you can say has played at a higher level than Deshaun Watson. And he's the best quarterback probably you ever had. And he's never played a snap. Yeah. That's probably, crazy. That's crazy. Um, where does that put Cleveland for you? It, it, like, cause like I think Baltimore's still pretty damn good. I think, I think Pittsburgh is going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, Cle- and obviously, Cincinnati just went to the Super Bowl, so yeah. like, <laughs> I think, I think, unfortunately to say, I think Cleveland and Baltimore are kind of like co-favorites in that division. I think Cincinnati just doesn't. It's hard to say they don't have the team, they're that, but they're, they're trying. They're going to try to bring Leo Collins in, right? Yeah, now. they're going to try because if they don't have an offense, if they don't upgrade their offensive line, they don't have the team because that offensive line is not going to stop Miles Garrett twice a year. Yeah. I'm sorry, yep. um, but those two are my favorites. I still don't like the AFC. I don't have a favorite in the AFC. Actually, the so, Bills are my favorite in the AFC. I'll throw right, that out there. Out there right now. I'll throw it out there. I think they have a really great chance to do it. Um, oh, with the Von Miller signing, hell yeah. Yeah, that's where we're going to get to next yeah. too. Yeah. But. Um, I think uh, I think Bills are my favorites, but right under there you have like Cleveland, Chargers, Chiefs, yeah. Baltimore. It's it's a hard there's time. a whole bunch of teams. It's, it's crazy. that's and that's why and when we talk about gonna spend forty minutes on the AFC West. On the, we're gonna spend forty <laughs> minutes just on the AFC, and then we're gonna hit the NFC and be like Brady unretired. Yeah, and then that's it. That's right. It's that crazy. Said, that's not the lead-in for this show. Is yeah. that Brady's back? Yeah, that's crazy to me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so okay, AFC East. I think the big stuff. There's two big things I have is the Patriots doing 
less than nothing. Well, they're they just the, yeah, like, they blew the wad like, last year a little bit, right? Remember they signed Hunter Henry, John yeah. Smith, Nelson Ag. Like they were just like, we're gonna go sign everybody. And everyone's like, didn't really, it didn't yeah, move it the did. needle a ton. Yeah. You signed like three good tight ends for like no reason, kind of. And I think this is gonna be one of the first signings, and we're gonna talk about JC Jackson here in a minute. That's gonna come back to bite them in the ass. I I hundred percent agree with that. I think that New England's always like, no, you're gonna have your breakout season. We're not gonna pay you. Someone's gonna overpay you, like the Lions did with Trey Flowers. And then when you cut in two years, we'll just bring you back and you'll yeah, be Yeah, but I think J.C. Jackson's really good, I think J.C. Jackson's really going to go. I got a defensive coordinator as a head coach. I got another guy on the outside of me. I got Derwin James being the floater back there. And I have one of the best pass rushers in the NFL now. I am going to thrive in the Chargers. Oh, and by the way, I don't even have to stop all the time because I have one of the best young up-and-coming quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. So who can, who, can put up, who can put up like 28-31 if we need to. Yeah. So like if we play the Chiefs, it doesn't have to be a slugfest of 17-9. Yeah. to nine, Miami right? didn't do a whole lot. Jets didn't do a whole lot, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And then I think the big, big one, which I think gets puts for me the Bills just over the top for everyone, is getting Von Miller. Now that deal is ginormous. Yeah. But I do think the one thing that they were missing when they were playing the Chiefs was they just could not get in there enough. They needed that guy. And I think Vaughn, as we talk about before, one guy opens it up for everybody Because I think he's going to open that up. You got Gregory Russo on the other side, and Oliver even in the middle who's playing really well. So I think even a three-man rush with those three – is kind of scary. Well, guys like AJ Epinesa, but then yeah, you got AJ Epinesa and yeah. you have depth guys that can mm-hmm. work there. But like just like those three in general, I think are going to bring a lot in there. So having four or five, bl- like having a blitz come or whatever, it's, it's, especially when you're playing Mahomes in the AC title game where he's holding the ball for 35 seconds, it's going to be big. It's going to be Von, huge. As we saw with the Rams, I'm in big ga- he didn't go in, back, in big games, he's there. Yeah, he shows up. So, so yeah, that was a huge, huge, huge one. I don't know honestly. They better hope they get a Super Bowl out of it because they may regret that contract in a few years because yes. he's 32. But yeah, him and him and Allen together are going to be at like thirty percent of their cap hit in like two years because Allen's going to be getting like fifty nine cap oh, hit yeah. at one year. But like, yeah, let's move. Let's move but on. But let's keep. All right, so we'll hit AFC South because the West is going to take forever. So yeah. we'll just get the South out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee trading for Robert Woods. And I think cutting was, Julio. And cutting after Julio one year. It was kind of crazy because I think I think because Julio just gets hurt all the time and Robert Woods coming off of an injury, <laughs> but. Which I thought was weird, but I honestly think though, Loki, I think Julia, or I'm sorry, that Robert Woods works better for Tannehill. What yes. does Robert Woods do? All the dirty work, right? Yeah. The the ten yard ins, right? Yeah. That kind of stuff. And opens well, up AJ Brown. AJ Brown Derek, taking the top off. And Derek right? Henry doing this but, thing. But like he's that guy where hey, it's 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 third and seven, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, at, we're gonna double cover AJ Brown. Woods wins one on one coverage a lot, and I think he was. You could even see when he was the Rams before he got hurt. You could feel like. He was just kind of the next guy. Yeah. It was Cup, and I kind of even thought Stafford Van, preferred Van, Van Jefferson, Jefferson a little he took more. The top over yeah. more. So it was like it was like don't forget about Robert Woods, and then Odell came in and it was like totally changed. It was the like offense. who's who's Robert Woods exactly? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think that was pretty big mm-hmm. for Tennessee. Colts have seventy five million dollars in cap and did nothing. It felt They're, like they are my biggest losers of the offseason. Yeah, it's so crazy far. to they me. Trade away Wentz for half a sandwich, and they had to trade a pick back. Um, the questions at quarterback, you are literally wasting a top five defense yeah. right now. And you've done such a great job of doing that. I did not understand the trade for Yannick Ngakwe, trading away Rocky Sin. I felt like you're just adding another a piece to what was already kind of a strength for you. I mean, you took Quiddy Pay, you've got Eric Armstead, you've got guys that can rush yeah. the passer. Your secondary you're, is not phenomenal. I was going to say, your front seven is the strength of your team already. Yeah. So adding another guy there, it's, it's good. 
but it's like you only can have four normally four down the linemen yeah, right. so it's like if you have seven of them it's like that's great yeah. but only four really play at a time right. generally right you're missing so it's a like first round pick this year you, you, so you're already kind of out in that regard you're probably going to trade up more trade more capital to get a quarterback I can't imagine you to me that you think that Baker Mayfield is your answer to all your yeah, problems. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Or I, Garoppolo. Yeah, I, don't I think, I think Garoppolo's better. Garoppolo's better. I don't but... necessarily know if that solves your... Now, clearly, we've seen Wentz is maybe not who we thought we were going to get in Indy. I think we all kind of took a big swing and miss on that one. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis more than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just don't understand. I understand not wanting to blow the wad to blow the wad, but... I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the flip side. And Jackson Jackson Jaguars, 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 who decided had $70 million in cap. It said, let's spend all of it right they've now. They've spent over $1.4 billion yeah. in the last like eight off seasons. Yeah. And they've got. Yeah. that could, You know what shot me? So like the first three guys. So like they took that linebacker that you really liked I from Atlanta. I love Foye Olakon. I yeah. love him so much. And it's a, that's their best signing in my opinion. Oh, by far. Yeah. Um, they also drafted or they took a... An offensive lineman, I believe. Yeah, they got Brandon Scherf. Brandon Scherf, yeah. play guard. And then they had a defensive lineman they got, I believe it was. Um, it was a defensive lineman or it was like another. There was another guy before the receiver because yeah. the receiver one, I'm, I don't, yeah. I can't understand. But there was one other guy. Yeah. And then and then the big one that came in was this Christian Kirk one where they were like, all right, they're getting Christian Kirk. I was like, all right, that's cool. If they pay like $12 million a year, mm-hmm. you could. I'm like, okay, that's good for Jacksonville because then you get – you lose DJ Chark, you get him in, you, you have a couple other weapons there, so that's cool. And then the contract comes out, and Christian Kirk is getting paid $21 million a year. Yeah, so they signed uh, Fulorunzu Furukasi, the D-tackle. D-tackle, yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, so they got those three guys, and then this Christian Kirk one, and I was like, $21 million a year. He was getting paid more than Devontae Adams was going to on the franchise, on the franchise side before he gets this new contract that we're going to talk about in a minute. And then they bring in Evan Ingram on a one-year deal, which I actually, I like that. I like Evan Ingram, yeah. But then the, the one that's the hardest for me, Christian Kirk is like, okay, if you're expecting Kirk to come in and be the number one guy, it's I, fine. I guess I, I understand it. Yeah. However, but he's not like Calvin Johnson or anything out here. Like Zay Jones, three years, thirty million. That's also. I was like, you, why? I I know a lot of people are upset about Khalif Raymond coming back. Khalif Raymond had better numbers than Zay Jones did last year, and Khalif Raymond signed a two-year up to nine point five. I still don't have numbers on that. I'm very irritated that we don't. But yeah. like Zay Jones signed a three-year minimum, three-year twenty-four million with up to thirty million dollars in money, and he's going to be the third probably fourth maybe they have chanel still there marvin jones is still there yeah and christian kirk's gotta play now and evan ingram's gonna take a lot of snaps because they want to play him in the slot yeah and with with having james robinson and etn both there at running back it's like you know they have so many take some catches yeah but like that's and that was my thing with the colts defensive line thing yeah was with them i'm like why do you keep signing receivers you Uh can only have three receivers out Uh there maybe four but you have to take your running back out. Oh, they signed out. Darius Williams, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. I thought he went back. But, yeah, he signed Darius Williams to a contract. Yeah. I mean, they Jackson signed... blew the wad. The one thing I definitely also didn't understand was releasing Miles Jack, who went yes. and signed with Pittsburgh. Yeah, they signed with Pittsburgh. Yeah. That was the one I, I couldn't yeah. think of the linebacker. Yeah. I knew they drafted, so they got That's somebody the one there. That's the one that I wanted to be on as well. But league but yeah. leader in tackle, or league or team leader in tackles, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Him and, and Olukan together would have been great. Been Awesome, yeah. but I digress. I, I digress. So yeah, Jacksonville, um, but yeah, Jackson blew the wad. Colts did not decide to. Tennessee got one big trade, and Houston traded away their 
best quarterback ever for a whole bunch of draft capital that they won't be good for like five well, years. But at, least but. They, at least they got it over with. They got three first-round picks. It's okay. Nick Casario. What are you going to do? Team. Yeah, build it build up. Build the team. That's and you got really and good. you have a David Mills who actually played relatively, okay. relatively fine to the point where he's like a good flix, fix guy. I know? don't like Lovey Smith as a head coach. I think he's terrible. However, I love Pep Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I think he's a way underrated uh, coach. I thought he did great work in Michigan. I thought he did great work in the XFL. Yeah. I think he's a great quarterback's coach. So whoever they bring in, if, I, if I'm them and Malik is there at three, I would be very hard-pressed not to take him. Just and I know because there's so much lack of talent on Houston, so it's like, man, we're just gonna plop him in and let him die. But like, you have a guy who has shown the ability to nurture the quarterback position, like Pep Hamilton, and he's mm-hmm. the one calling plays. I think it's a really good marriage for them. Yeah, it could but, be. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to go to the NFC and then hit AFC West, or do you want to just get let's this out of the way? No, let's just okay. get it over with. Uh, where should we start? And then no, the NFC will be back. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try in my head to go from like least so you're talking in, about the Chiefs first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To like the craziest one. Uh-huh. I'm gonna try to, but yeah. like all three of them had crazy stuff, uh-huh. don't So Chiefs sign a safety Marcus, Marcus May, 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 yeah, May from the Jets. So they kinda replaced Honey Badger with that move. Yeah. And then their big big one was getting Juju Smith Schuster, wide receiver from the Steelers. I guess it's their big one. They didn't really do much of anything else, in they my opinion. Uh, and they have no money too. Yeah. But um I, yeah, Kansas City to me didn't get much better. I think it gave them the one thing it does give them is a number two next to Tyreek that Mahomes can check down to, um, because their big problem was you have Tyreek and when he's covered he those. Oh, I'm sorry, not Marcus May. I'm sorry, I'm stupid. It's not Marcus May. Justin Reed they signed. Yeah, my yeah, Justin. I, I was I gonna say I don't why. think it was Marcus May, but I was gonna believe yeah, you. He signed somewhere else too, but that's not there. But I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, they replaced Honey Badger with him. Juju Smith Schuster's there just to give him another guy to throw to. But I don't necessarily think Juju Smith Schuster's great. So I don't think it makes them any better than what they were two years ago or last year. Agreed. Um, next, I, I guess I'll hit Denver because I don't think Denver's was yeah. as impactful. Right. They signed Randy Gregory, the defense yeah, ad. He, he, Dallas, yeah, Dallas was about to, he was about to go to Dallas and said, ah, no, 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 come over here. And then he decided to go over there. Well, they tried so to get now, cute with his contract, and they were like, they already announced on Twitter, and then he's like, I haven't signed. And then they tried to get cute with some wording in the deal, and he goes, I'm already taking a pay cut technically, or I'm already like – I'm coming back, and then yeah. you're going to do something stupid like this? See ya. I've got the better deal. Over here. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's going there. He's going to be teaming with uh, Bradley Chubb yeah. as their pass rushing We're duo. not talking about Russ because we already talked about Yeah, we talked about, about Russ already, week, but that, so that would be killers. the big one. I know everyone's like, how did you guys not talk about Russ? I go, we did it last week. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're, yeah. so Randy Gregory, Bradley, uh, Bradley, Bradley Chubb, yeah. and um, that defense is stellar. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a really good team going forward. But the yeah. hard part about the AFC is I'm like, do they make the playoffs if with how tough this division? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're winning the division. Um, they're definitely not winning the division. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll hit Chargers next because I think the Packers move is yeah. a bigger. Yeah. So Chargers. Individually, yeah, individually, yeah. I think it's a lot bigger. So Chargers we trade about the Khalil Mack one already. Yeah, they trade yeah. for Khalil Mack, which was the big one. And outside of that, oh, and they get uh, J.C. Jackson yeah, corner, that's and that's the ginormous one. Yeah. Um, getting them from the Patriots. Now your secondary, you got him, Asante Samuel, Charles Davis is still there. And they have Derwin James as their safety. Secondary yeah. looks pretty good. Brandon Staley is the head coach. You Brandon Staley with a D. Yeah. As long as he just gets stops making stupid boneheaded time Fourth. management decisions. Time. Yeah. It's time management and just like stop playing Madden when you're yeah. playing a big game and just like <laughs> be, yeah, Madden. try to like he's very like 
analytics say uh-huh. this, and it's like even if it's fifty-one forty-nine, uh-huh. he's like, I'm gonna take the fifty-one and do that. Yeah. Sometimes going for it on fourth and one at your own eighteen in a big game, yeah, is not the goal. call in the second quarter. Yeah, for sure. Even if analytics say you probably should go for mm-hmm. it because it's only one yard, probably shouldn't go for it. Yeah, yeah. no, but the Chargers are really loading up. You're, you're seeing them. I think the light bulb went on for them when Russ got traded. Um, they went. I think that was the big catalyst for yes, everything I, here. I do. Was yes. he was like Russ goes here. You still have the Chiefs. It's like everyone. They were like, we have to make moves, and then the Raiders were like, we, we really have to. We move. have to make yeah. some moves because if we don't, we're gonna be the laughing stock four seed while these other three are dominating. Each and, other. and with so. the Chargers, right? You're like, I, I have Herbert on a rookie deal still. We're gonna have to pay him a boatload of money a in two boatload. years. So. Let's do it now. Let's bring back Mike Williams on a three-year, you know, twenty million per average yeah. deal. Let's right? go, all these guys. See yeah. what we have, and basically give the rest to Herbert. It's what's going to be probably, but it's yeah. just kind of like we, you you have to sign these guys now so you can see mm-hmm. at that cap time in two three years what you have. Right, and then obviously the Raiders. We've got Chandler Jones, which would in any other day be a huge signing for the Raiders. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, then, and you yeah. and you pair him with uh, Max Crosby. Max Crosby. So Who's I think a pro the, bowler, yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be a killer mm-hmm. duo. Basically, the the AFC West just has two great pass rushers on every team. It's yeah. insane how that worked mm-hmm. out. Yep. Uh, but the big, big one, quarterback. Player. Yeah, the big one, Devontae Adams, tr- getting traded for a first and second, second round pick, that's it. and that's it. So Packers get extra first and second this he year. Got that's a it. Five-year, twenty-eight million dollar per average. Contract. I think he got one forty-three, three, two, like something yeah. like that is what it came out um, to. And what's crazy is that apparently the Packers offered him. Well, depending on what you believe, he either offered them the same contract or more. Or more, and he went, "Nope, should have did it last year." And yep. biting him in the ass. And it is crazy to me how we are going to be talking about how Aaron Rodgers. Gets that fifty million dollar per average contract, and he's got Alan Lazard to throw to and Amari Rodgers. Yes, and I'm still waiting. I'm assuming they take one in the draft. I I, I, I would mean, have I, to I mean, assume Lord. they have two first round late two uh, first round picks now. I'm yeah. assuming at twenty two or twenty eight they take a wide receiver. Yeah. I have to assume. Yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked because they have. Now two seconds and like two third. Like I'm yeah. assuming you with all the picks they have, they have to take at least one. Yeah, if not right. more. But um, and I don't necessarily know if if Green Bay return. You know, we'll talk to Green Bay. Second, but yeah, the Raiders. Raiders. I mean, Raiders. This this move for Derek Carr. I think you're going to see the best Derek Carr. Yes. Right now, it goes well. He's down there somewhere. Shuck it. You yeah. know what I mean. And. Devontae going in, and someone made the very, very, very boneheaded comment. Well, we're going to see how good Devontae Adams really is, and I want to say he's the best receiver in football. Yeah. He's the best receiver. I know Cup had a great year, but game in, game out, you can't tell me that Devontae Adams over the last three seasons has not just been the best receiver in football. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me. The Packers' offense does not work without him. We have not seen it. So Mm -hmm. it's like there's a reason why they let – Jordy Nelsons and the Greg Jennings and all these other because they go they had this guy he mm-hmm. was the third receiver and they went no no you're just the best it's yeah crazy absolutely crazy good for him by the way sticking up yeah. for him. so that was, you know what I want to go somewhere else you guys suck yeah so that's the AFC the hierarchy of the AFC who knows because yeah who knows like uh, we talk about so like my projected like so if you, you have had, four playoff teams in one division yeah basically but it's crazy Actually, to me that two, if you really, if you kind of the AFC North. Yeah. Well, because I look at it and I go, okay, so you like real playoff contenders here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Cleveland, Steelers, yep. Cincinnati, Baltimore. Realistically, all four, probably. Yep. Um, Bills, outside chance Patriots. Yep. I'll put them in there. Um, all four teams in the West. Raiders, that's all 10. 10. We're at 10 teams. We're at 10 teams there. And then Tennessee is 11. 
that's probably and maybe the, the Colts, and maybe the Colts if they can figure it out. Yep. So, but I'll, I'll say ten. Yeah. So you got ten teams. Ten conservatively, you have yep. ten teams probably who are vying for seven spots. Can you imagine if it was six spots still? Oh my god. I know. This is crazy. But seven spots, like everyone was like, and, and that's why I was like. We're going to win six games this year, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at us go. And then when you look at the NFC, it's like we have three teams and everyone else. Who knows who's going to even make the yeah. playoffs after that? But, yeah, so that was fun. AFC let's, was awesome. Okay, NFC, NFC should go by a lot faster because not yeah. as much Let's happened. start with uh, – let's do NFC East first. NFC East first? Okay, yeah. so um, Washington gets Carson Wentz. Yep, we that was their big move. That. I don't think they did much of anything else. I can't – cut a lot of people. They cut, a lot, they cut like, yeah. uh, Landon Landon Collins and, and all those guys, but yep. not much of additions there. Giants – didn't really do much of anything that comes to mind. I don't know if you, off the top of your head, come up with anything. Um, uh, I don't think so. Uh, boy, off-season signings. Yeah, keep going. I'm going to uh, here. Eagles cut Fletcher Cox just to kind of re-sign, re-sign him. him back yeah. to get that cheaper deal Ricky kind of thing. Ricky Seals-Jones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Is this what they want them to do? Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Hold on. That's not actually who they – No, I don't think I they don't signed think him yet. I don't think he signed yet. Um – Oh, no, they did. They actually did. They, they, they re-signed s- him, and they signed... Um, they have, like, two offensive linemen they re-signed or something, too. Yeah, so they signed Matt Gano, or Gono, for a one-year deal. Uh, they re-signed... They signed Robert Foster, whoever the hell that is. Uh, they re-signed Jaron Williams, released Logan Ryan, re-signed Corey Cunningham. Oh, they signed uh, Tyrod, too, and Mark Glowinski, the guard. Mm. So nothing all that... Yeah, like, 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 yeah, Giants, Washington... Dallas even didn't really make a splash. Um, I don't think they did anything actually. There was like a there was a thing that like people were joking because they didn't do anything in their free agency. They just uh, let they, people well, go. They, well, they they brought in Dante Fowler. That's their yeah, big that was their splash. big and one. And they, but... they kept Gallup. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. Yeah. And then obviously they got and, then, Cooper. Uh, and they got and they lost Cedric Wilson too to and Miami. And Cedric Wilson. Good lord. Yeah. yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Forgot about that one from Miami, but yeah. that one wasn't uh, as big. And James Washington, if you're really counting. Yeah, and then the Eagles got Fletcher Cox. Yeah, and I can't imagine there was much else because they have no cap money. So, yeah, this is a weird one. Uh, I think they brought back um, Anthony Harris, the safety, who I really like as well. Mm. Um, he's the other one, and then I think they signed a tight end or something, but nothing. Uh, oh, they signed Hassan Reddick, guys. Man, we're stupid. Yeah. Oh, Hassan Reddick. That yeah. was I was like I was like, like, I was like the Eagles. Something. I was like the Eagles had one big one yeah. that I was like trying to like Three prolong years, to try to remember. Million. Yeah, Hassan Reddick was the big one for the Eagles. That's yeah. big for them. Yeah. Um, that division, who Hot knows? Garbage. Dallas probably wins it, but yeah, by a game I or guess. two, I guess. Unless Carson Wentz is really First good round there. Exits, no matter what. Yeah, cool. and um, that sucks because I think Washington could have been a team. Yeah, but they're doing something. Yeah, stupid. NFC North. We talked about the Lions already. Um, yeah. Packers. Kind of just subtracted. They re-signed Devondre Campbell, Campbell was, was their a big one, huge one, five years, five fifty million dollars yeah. for them. They also re-signed uh, uh, which which Smith brother Preston was Smith. Preston Smith, yeah. and then they lost Zadarius. Zadarius went. Douglas is coming back as well. Rizzo Douglas just yeah. just got it. Um, so Packers made some re-signings, nothing too big but from free agency. You lose Zadarius Smith, you're gonna have to. You lose Devonte Adams. I mean, those are huge minuses. They mm-hmm. really, I, and, and I know probably people are looking at me like, man, you just want the Packers to burn, and I do, and there's no no shame in me saying that. But I'm looking at this objectively. When you sign Aaron Rodgers to a $50 million contract per season, right? But then you don't bring back the guy that is supposed that you know makes his world go round, mm-hmm. and then you have to cut all these other guys just to get out of the. And I get it, the cap's a myth, clearly, but like. At the same time, 
you, you had to take some minuses here. And so it's like, you know, how can you say that you're a Super Bowl contender when you're minusing huge contributors? I know Zedaria Smith was hurt last year, but still, you're minusing some big contributors. You're going to bring Randall Cobb back at $12 million per? Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy to me. I just, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like the Packers think that their window is still there. I thought their window was last year. They should have got it done last year. Mm-hmm. I, you can't tell me the Packers are going to walk into the NFC and say they're the favorite to win the NFC no. this year. You can't do it. No, I, I have... Like two teams, at least at two least. teams ahead of them right now. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Minnesota, Minnesota had that one year Kirk Cousins deal, like thirty five oh million or yeah, whatever it was. Kirk Cousins. He just he's been on like eight years straight, of fully guaranteed. With all, yeah. With all like the Washington. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Good for him. his his whoever his agent is should you should want to be that with yeah. that agent. They did he, sign Harrison Phillips uh, and Jordan Hicks are probably the two big ones mm-hmm. that. Uh, but and I think they're also. They're going to bring back um, Daniel Hunter. There was mm-hmm. some talk that maybe he could cut. Um, but they got guys, Patrick Peterson's out there, Anthony Barr, uh, Everson Griffin is 35, good Lord. Um, some guys out there that maybe they could bring back still that mm-hmm. are familiar names. But once again, Kirk Cousins strikes, you know, kills you. Yep, you know, it so. does. Uh, but their offensive weapons are stellar, yeah. so mm-hmm. that helps. And then Chicago, all I really got from Chicago was let's get rid of like everybody. That's yeah, really well, like tried the to field. sign Ojanobi the D tackle. He failed his physical. He mm-hmm. signed like a four, a three year, forty million dollar deal. Um, I believe they signed a receiver uh, as well. I believe. I think they signed uh, Equimia St. Brown. That's yes, he signed. did. Um, but he got rid of Allen Robinson. Yeah, he got Alan rid of Tariq Cohen. Got rid of Khalil Mack. Got rid of uh, Akeem Hicks. So they kind of just like kind of just broke the team down a little bit. So which is which once again, create I don't understand the logic then of trading up to go get Fields when you have to tear it down. Yeah, it's like one of those like you're setting this kid up to fail. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah, yeah. NFC North didn't do a ton. NFC North really outside yeah. of the like the Devontae Adams one was like oh that's big yeah, and true. everything else. But that's was a big mind. Uh, the fact that Khalil Mack and Devontae Adams are no longer in the NFC North. It's a crazy. Oh, happy freaking day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so South, NFC South. Uh, obviously, I think the biggest one's Brady just saying, I'm back after 40 days. That was insane. How shocked were you? Not shocked at all. Yeah. Honestly, like, not really at all. It's one of those things where I was like, I, I reflected back on it. I was like, if he's really done it, it really sucks because, like, that's a big void. Mm-hmm. And then he came back. I was like, okay, everything's back with, like, right with the world. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah, like, I didn't think he was really going to leave. Yeah. I feel like, like, there's going to be, like, when he actually finally retires, it's going to be this, like, big, like, monumental thing. But, like, I didn't feel If he wins like, it this year, he should be done. Oh, 100%. If, if, you, if you win it this year, you go to eight Super Bowls. No, no, you win eight. No, you go to win eleven. Eight. I say win eight. Win eight. Just go out on top. Don't yeah. don't go out where it's like, oh, you made a valiant run, but then the Rams, you know, yeah. you got people talking about killing you. you yeah, know exactly. I mean? Don't do that. Yeah, and then outside of that, though, the Saints somehow made their cap work by. Yeah, they did all these restructures and kicked this massive yeah. can down the road to get to get Deshaun just to not get it. Yeah, so now he that had, they, is insane so yeah they have like 30 million dollars in cap right now that is just gonna yeah. be sitting there probably and now they're turning their attention to Jameis winston to be their quarterback again yeah. i go and you lost the offseason right there yep so uh, saints did that um falcons, haven't done, falcons haven't done anything they kind of just let a couple of their big guys go i think they brought back jake matthews i think they restructured him and yeah. now they're trying to keep uh oh they brought back cordell patterson that's yes that was the one. and that was their big one um, that's a couple days now ago. they're trying to make matt ryan feel special again because they were trying to trade him away yeah <laughs> so i don't understand it's, it's just crazy man you're in the running for deshaun watson it's all exciting until you don't get him and now you go oh hey best friend i'm yeah. sorry yeah. about that awkward yeah and then carolina i can't 
Oh, they signed DJ Moore. They they added. They gave him like a four year deal, three year deal, or something. But he's that, not. That Carolina is is the perfect example of. I feel like they tried to get in contention too fast, mm-hmm. and it didn't work right. Not with like the free agent signing and stuff like that, but like they're like, oh, we're gonna get this super cool college head coach. We're gonna bring in Darn. I'm gonna revitalize him because I'm a quarterback guy. You know, we got Kirsten McCaffrey. We're going to put some speed receivers. We got Brian Burns on the edge. We're going to sign Hassan Reddick to approve a deal, blah, blah, blah. And it's just None of it's really worked. And now they're in, they're, they're, they're in purgatory. Yeah. They're a six-win football team floating, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. It's practically really, really bad. Yeah. So the NFC South did close to nothing. Like, Brady returning was the only thing that really hit that market. And they got everybody division. to come back. Charles yeah. Godwin came back now on a three year deal for yeah. them. Like, but Brady coming back for the Bucks and the, and the Bucks, like, oh, man, we don't have to go through a rebuild just yet. Oh, what yeah. Is we got one more year at least. Oh, thank yeah, God. Exactly. Uh, and then the NFC West, I don't really think anything crazy. Seahawks re signed just everybody. Yeah. Didn't really, didn't really make a Carl, big. Dunlap, which I was a little surprised by. I guess yeah. going young, they're just like yeah. They, they cut Dunlap Carry Hyder, so I was like, yeah. you're just kind of going young. Hopefully, you can mm-hmm. draft a few people. Yep. Um, that draft's gonna be really interesting. Yeah. Um, 49ers haven't done. I haven't heard a single thing about the 49ers really. Yeah. Um, Rams restructured Stafford and trade away Robert Will, or yeah, well, not restructured. We got an extension. Uh, extend, extend yeah. in four which, years, yep. uh, which makes sense because everyone million, everyone knew that was coming. Per, um, and they signed Allen Robinson. And they that's signed the Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's the big one. And then um, what team? Arizona. James Conner. James Conner resigned. They Arizona did a lot of like very small moves. Yes. Early, like the James Conner was like first day on yeah. Monday. Yeah. That was like the first thing yeah, I heard. They did like two or three of those, and then like all these big other wanna, things happened. You want to look at uh, a value signing? Go look at Jamal Williams's contract now for the Lions, and mm-hmm. go look at James Conner. Yeah. You go. Sure, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so when you look at the hierarchy of the NFC, you go, so you got like Bucks, Rams, Niners, Packers, Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and Dallas is like, uh, like Dallas is Dallas that, like, is the division winner. Division winner, who knows? Yeah, and then like Arizona, probably. Arizona's probably out there. Yeah, that's only six teams. You still need a seventh. So the Lions, I was gonna say like <laughs> the Vikings because of their offense, the Saints, Saints. because they're coached well, yeah. or or Washington well, used to be at least, yeah, anymore. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> or Washington because maybe Carson Wentz can pull that team a little bit with that defense, but I don't believe in them. Um, there's yeah. not a lot there. There's four it teams. It is staggering the level between the AFC and the NFC. It is not it's and the not crazy, like a 60-40. Yeah. It's like 80-10 or 80-20. Cr- yeah. The crazy thing is, though, like two years ago, we were like, oh, you got Bucks, Saints, yeah. Packers, Dallas, and all four teams in the AFC West, or NFC West. You're like, yeah. you got like eight, nine teams. Yeah. Are, and now it's like... We Last like, year we were saying that. Yeah. We are like, man, this whole NFC West is going to be stacked. Yeah. And now it's like, we've got like yeah. three, four teams that yeah. might be able to compete. And really, I don't think any of the teams... Outside of maybe Bucks or Rams, can yeah. even compete with the Bills What's or the Chiefs or Chargers. You think that actually lends a hand to them though, because they're like, "Oh, we just breeze through the playoff." Like, say, like the Rams going another. Yeah, run, maybe the Bucks I, run and they're just like, "We're really feeling good." And then, the, meanwhile, like the Buffalo is like crawling, crawling the yeah. because they're like, "We had to go through the Chargers, and then we had to go through Baltimore, and then we had yeah. to go through the Chiefs." 
And everyone goes, wow. Yeah. It's either that or they play all those great teams. So then when you play like the Packers in the Super Bowl, you go, oh, it's like a steamroll because, <laughs> because this is like the worst team in the playoffs we've played so far. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, so that's rapid fire, guys. Every Basically, every big NFL team. Obviously, if there's any big signings, any other big trades that happen, uh, we'll be on top of it for sure. But that's kind of the presser. All right. I want to talk a little bit of draft, and then we let's talk Cody Rose and the show. Um, we talked about this off air, but I want to pose the question to you, pose a question to the audience as well. So, Lions Brass was in full force at Michigan's Pro Day, right? And, uh, um, you know, Aaron Glenn was there, Brad Holmes was there. Obviously, it's Michigan, so it would make sense that they would be there. But anyway, uh, Dave Burkett was there, you know, Detroit Brian's beat writer. And someone asked him, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, come here and check out Aiden Hutchinson. And the guy went, yeah, he ain't making it to you. And we're at two. <laughs> so yeah. the, Those gosh darn Packers, yeah, why we have to beat yeah, them? There was a growing, growing consensus that now with the moves that Jacksonville has made, Cam Robinson's back on a one-year deal. Jawan Taylor's got one-year deal left of him, right? They signed Brandon Sheriff. Maybe they are out of the offensive line realm, at least, with first overall. I don't necessarily... Totally buy that 100%. Robinson's not great. Jamon Taylor hasn't shown anything all that spectacular. It's not like we're talking about Panay Sewell over here. So to say that like Evan Neal could not just still be the pick or whoever they like at, at the tackle spot would not shock me. But it's growing more and more unlikely that that's going to be the guy. And Aiden Hutchinson seems like he's going to yeah, be the I think I think the Miles Jack cut was like yeah. – that, that would scare a lot of yeah. Aiden Hutchinson fans in Michigan because mm-hmm. it was like – Cut him. There's a very easy replacement right at number one for you. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. So with that being said, right, so the fact that there is a growing, growing consensus that looks like Hutchinson's going to be the first overall pick, yeah. what do the Lions do at two? Now they, as of this recording, have not signed another safety outside of Tracy Walker, um, which is scary because nobody wants to see Will Harris back there. No one does. They did bring back Dean Marlowe. I know they brought back C.J. Moore, but he's more of a special teams guy. They don't have another starter Mm -hmm. at safety right now. So Kyle Hamilton, I think, barring trades, right? I'm not. We can't predict that. Obviously, is firmly in the mix at two. Can we agree on that at this point? Yeah, a hundred. Okay. Um, are you scared at all by the by the forty time or anything like that? No, actually. So like they sh- they had a down the line shot of his yeah. forty. I don't know if you watched it, uh-uh. and he curved his forty. Oh really? Yeah. So instead of like, I'm gonna move this bike for a second. Yeah. So instead of running like the straight line, he yeah. went like and like curved out a little bit on the line. Uh-huh. So that's why he ran it slower because he curved the line. So a, a lot of people were saying it was just technique was bad, yeah. but he was gonna projectively run like a four four five if his if he, if he didn't curve the line yeah so i, I think he's firmly five. in um i still think thibodeau's in place a little bit right depending and then here's the other one and it's malik willis now we're starting to see a lot of rumors kind of come around where the there's a prevailing thought among some t- uh, the, the, there's two thoughts about malik willis right the first one is pittsburgh is just gonna sign him right like they're gonna he's gonna go 20 Oh yeah, he did run weird. Yeah, you see how yeah, he like he ran he, like a he took a whole yeah weird he took path. a weird whole curve yeah. path. So that adds like another anyway. That, but that, yeah, that but anyway, and so the Malik Willis thing is interesting. So first off, Mike, if you had to rank the three prospects I just put down there, because I think that's really it, barring trades once mm-hmm. again, barring trades, rank them in order of likelihood in your opinion, not who you want, but in likelihood if Hutchinson does go one. Um, in likelihood, I would. This is a little crazy for me. Yeah, I would probably say 
Thibodeau Hamilton Willis. Okay. Probably. Okay. Only because you probably look at pass rush. 33, 33, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it, it, it very close. But yeah. I think I think you t- – wait, pass rushers, like, yeah. more important. It's extremely it's, important. So, so I think that – and then because you have Goff, you'd probably look at Hamilton because you don't have another safety, and then it would be Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, but that changes on how I would want it to go. Right. So a in, lot, in, in your mind, how would you rank them as far as, like, if you're, if you're Brad Holmes, you got yeah. the card – Hutchinson goes one. You go, well, that's a poop in the Cheerios. Yeah. But we kind of thought it was going to happen. They, they, I, the first thing they always do when they come to the press conference after they take a pick, they go, we were prepared for all scenarios. I go, I don't. Well, this mess. one you're definitely, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. But in this case, I believe you. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, how would you rank those three? Unless there's somebody else maybe that you are no. looking at in, in, you know, if you're in, in the Trayvon Walker camp. Yeah, no. So those are the three I would pick. Yeah, I would have it, and it's very—it's literally like a forty-five, forty-five margin yeah. between Kyle Hamilton and Malik Willis. Okay, and there's like ten percent for Thibodeau. So you're so you've kind of backed hard off of the Thibodeau train. Is I've it, never is, is so there a reason why I've never just been on the Thibodeau train in mm-hmm. general, and I think either one filling the void at safety for Kyle Hamilton would be great, yeah. and two, I think if you took Malik Willis. And we've talked about it like 150,000 yeah. times yeah. where it's like because you have two first-round picks next year, it's a very easy Josh Rosen scenario where if he sucks for some whatever – I don't think he will suck by no. any means. But if he is like awful, you could be like, all right, well, I guess we'll just take like Bryce Young next year. Yeah. So I think I think there's no like huge, huge downside. downside to taking Malik yeah. Willis right now. But – I would, and then also to fill the role for Kyle Hamilton at safety. Thibodeau, I'm like, because you re-signed Charles Harris, you have both Akwara brothers, you have Levi on three plays, but like, you have, your D-line's like good for a, what's going to be projectively a five-win season for you. Right. That it's like, I don't think Thibodeau's going to yeah. move the needle, new needle it's, to it's four so more wins. It's to me how Thibodeau is, I mean, I've seen mocks now where he's falling to 25. That's a bit extreme. No. Like, I, 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 I don't think he, I don't, I don't think, think he leaves out of the top 10. 10 no. Yeah. I but, think at like eight or nine, if like if Atlanta was there at eight and he was there, Seattle at nine, Seattle at nine they both swipe him up yeah, at eight I, or nine. You know, and I still think Thibodeau is very firmly in play here. I think the the culture aspect of it, I think, is what's going to be big. And there is a growing number of people who think that the Lions are just keeping this close to the vest, but that Malik's the guy. And so, on a scale of one to ten, in your opinion, you know, how comfortable are you? Because here's where I'm at. In one hand, it's it's very scary mm-hmm. to take a franchise quarterback. It is because you're like, well, let's hope this works. If not, we gotta start all over, mm-hmm. right? But at the other hand, you're like, okay, at least we got the answer, right? Like this is the answer to the test right now. Is that Malik Willis is the guy? Mm-hmm. That's who we're going with. It's not Goff's team anymore, long term at least. It's Malik Willis. We know this is the future, and this there's no more waiting around, right? But it's scary as all could be. I don't know where you're at. I, I feel like I kind of be like, okay, let's go. Like, this is the guy. Let's let's lock in. Let's let's put this kid in the best position to succeed. Do something we didn't do for Stafford in his mm-hmm. first five years. But at the same time, you're like, really hope he doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, in, I'm firmly in the I, – I don't think you can get worse than golf camp. So, yeah. sure. Um I think that well, I definitely think you can get worse than Goff, but, but not, not from money. not from number two. Like I don't oh, think Malik yeah, Willis yeah, could be yeah, worse yeah, than right, Goff. You know, sure, even sure, like yeah. Kenny Pickett, I don't think could necessarily be worse than Goff. Yeah. Now, if you were like looking at like Carson Strong or yeah. something like that, like down in, like the middle yeah. of the second, third yeah. round, yeah. then I'm like maybe you could get worse than Goff. But That's like, a waste of a pick but that yeah, that would be stupid though. Like I think at number two, 
Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, like 99%. Yeah. Um, I don't think he could be worse than Goff. Yeah. And two, I think unlike the Stafford situation where you had like Calvin Johnson and then it was like, Crapshoot. Yeah, yeah. crapshoot. I think you have a top-tier offensive line, a yeah. good running game, a young core wide receivers that have the potential to be really good, yeah. and a defense that isn't an atrocity, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, fine. Yeah. It's not, it's, like... It's getting there. It's, like, it, yeah, it's, like, the next, like, year or two, it's not going to be very good. Yeah. But, like, it's, like, it'll eventually be, like, at it least middle of the pack. You if you, some of those picks. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't, like, I don't have the problem of taking Malik Willis. And like I said, if he comes in, plays eight games, and he looks like Jordan Love does in his first two games, I would go, wow, do we really want that? Then you have the possibility of the next year do you think picking that, someone. Do you think so. that people are a little bit afraid of taking Malik at two? Because I do think this is becoming more and more of a real, a legitimate mm-hmm. possibility. When we thought Aiden Hutchinson was definitely going to fall to two, everyone was like, okay, well, we're just going to take Hutchinson. Yeah, it'd be fine. Done. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, but like with the results of a Jordan Love, who has not looked good in his in-game action, the fact that Trey Lance was unable to unseat Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that people are kind of getting a little bit scared off of that guy who's got high athletic ability, right? Yeah. Maybe not super polished just yet as a passer. You know, I think Malik's deep ball is fan- fantastic. It looks so good. But I think some of his intermediate stuff needs some work. He's also a rookie. I get it, right? Yeah. Like, he's going to come in. He's not going to be perfect right off the, be- off the bat. Do you think that's scaring some people off, or do you think people are just afraid because they don't want to take a mobile quarterback because yeah. they think of Andre Ware? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're, you're worried for multiple reasons, but I think you also can look at, you know, a draft that happened very recently – um, I think it was 2017, yeah. where a guy named Josh Allen who went to Wyoming, yep. and people were like, "Well, he throws the ball hard, and he's yeah. big. He's a big dude, and he can run. Yeah, that's that's all he got. Take a couple years. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, who knows? Like he's he's okay. And he struggled. And, then, and he, he struggled, struggled for his first year or two. Yeah. And now look at him. He's yeah. He he just threw four touchdowns and went to the a war with yeah. the best quarterback in football in the division round. And if he gets the ball back, he might. He might have won a Super Bowl this year if he got the ball back. Yep. Like let's, let's like get throwing at that. that so um, yeah, I think I think there's tremendous upside for Malik Willis to the point where I would I would more than definitely take the chance at taking Malik Willis. Yeah, but the draft the draft can't is draft come soon enough. So excited, so excited, so excited, yeah. so excited. Five picks, top one hundred. Who, not, who knows? Can't. Freaking way! I know, and I'm really trying to. Put and the thing is, too, for Brad me, Holmes hat. Yeah, and the know? thing is, for me, if you take Malik Willis at two, it's like what 32 and 34. There's a plethora of good safeties. Like oh, Dax yeah. and Hill. Hill. You can take Dax and Hill and take Jermaine Johnson, the the pass rusher from Florida State, if he's still there. Yeah. And then in round three, take Christian Watson, and yeah. everyone goes, "This is the best draft ever." Yeah, like, literally, you, you hit on four guys, so yeah. that's exactly what you could do. And, and I would. Thir- and the other third round pick, you take Chad Muma, and your ones goes, "Hey, there's linebacker. Look at that! Yeah. All Ch- all uh, the uh, needs." Unfortunately, I was gonna say Chad Muma. I don't think we'll no, go that far. There, but like, I'm still, no. I, I can. I, I, I see a lot of people game. like Seattle just like dying to get this guy at 41. So yeah, yeah. wouldn't shock me. Would not shock yeah. me. Someone needs to sign Bobby Wagner, by the way. I'm surprised. Yeah, where's he going? Yeah, where's that guy at? That's Denver. crazy. Denver. I think he's going to Denver. I think he's just going to go with Russ, and they're just going to be like, come on over. Get over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we have no linebackers. We need you. All right, let's let's end the show on a more lighthearted note. Cody Rhodes. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> Is it lighthearted? Sure. Okay. Let's hope. We're gonna we're gonna approach we're, this. <laughs> we're gonna approach this with optimism, Mike. Cody Rhodes has officially signed with WWE. Now, we kind of felt like it was coming. We were waiting. I actually watched Raw this week because I'm an idiot and thought maybe we'd see something. Maybe a tease 
Some they did they did tease they teased it a little bit but they're like we're really. coming to a crossroads yeah, so I said oh sneaky, sneaky little bastards but um so we signed yes huge news huge get really I mean honestly it's, it's a huge get it, it it cannot be understated enough how big of a signing this is especially if they do it right so that's the first question I want to ask Mike is number one. Do we assume that he is just going to come out at Mania? Like, Rollins is going to come out the next two weeks, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to go to WrestleMania. I refuse. Yeah. Or he's, I see it playing one of two ways. Either he comes out and Rollins, he's like, I'm going to WrestleMania, I'm going to do an open challenge, that thing. Or, just like in the middle of the show, like on night two, he's just going to like run out there, like his music's just going to hit, and he's going to like like speed walk to the and ring. He's going to be like, I want someone. There's no ways that I shouldn't be on WrestleMania. I'm Seth freaking Rollins. Cue music, right? Yeah. Something to that effect. Yes. Um, do you, which one would you do? You, you want do you? We don't want to see him before Mania, right? It, yeah, no. Mania yeah, ma- it has to be a Mania thing. <clears throat> okay. I, I, I actually say if he comes out anytime before Mania, I'll actually be upset. Yeah, I will too. Because I think I think it just like ruins. You blow, you blow it. Yeah, you blow it. Yeah. That's like 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 that's like saying like for like WrestleMania twenty seven like The Rock turning on Cena like the Friday before. Yeah. And it's like what. What Why? are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Or like, they set up the match for next year, like the f- Monday before. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, just wait. Like, wait. Like, can you wait a week? <laughs> like, come on, yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, literally, WrestleMania is two weeks away. Right. Just wait two weeks. Right. Yeah. And then you get this huge, monumental. I mean, everyone already talks about WrestleMania, but like, it'll be the thing that everyone talks about for like two weeks after. When he comes out, everyone's gonna be like, "He's here. We did it. No, like, they did it. it. That's crazy. It. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just wait till Mania, please. I, th- this is a really the big shot in there. I mean, the reason why we're coming back to this, number one, is he, we officially know that he signed. That's huge because yeah. there's a lot of talk where, like, eh, they may not get this done. I go, you need to get this deal done. Uh, but two, it's, it's such a shot in the arm because they need top-end talent. They really, really need some top-end yeah. talent. And Cody coming in, the promo skills, I really hope he doesn't come in with the same – like, I hope they come back and bring him as he's coming, mm-hmm. right? The gear – the the song like, I, I you know hope, what I mean I hope to all now everyone always made fun of his AEW uh, entrance I thought it was so cool yeah. I hope that his entrance is just like him like coming up through the yeah stage absolutely. and like do his literally his entire yeah. AEW entrance where mm-hmm. he just comes up from the stage and he stands there and looks at yeah. everybody and he does a slow walk like that's what I want because it makes you look like you're the biggest guy on oh, earth oh yeah absolutely when you come you're down a star. from the, yeah you're just a star yeah. already there. Um, because I wanted to come out with his generic like, oh, 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 like yeah, yeah. his like yeah that stupid <laughs> song, and him just like walk out and be like, hey guys, like yeah. I'll be so angry, like come out and like look like you're a badass, yeah, like no, he is. for sure. And it's so important that he he's he's a main eventer, we know that, right? But yeah. like it is so important that he is projected as a main eventer yeah. from day one. Like this needs to be a guy who is a world champion at some point during the year. That's mm-hmm. that's really where it needs to go. Um, this is such a huge opportunity for WWE to kind of take their first shot across the bow the other way. Mm-hmm. I mean, AEW is just like, I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll take you. 45 minutes later, I'll take you, I'll take you. It isn't what it is. This, But signing a guy like Cody, who is a founder of that company, to come back with the promo skills that he has. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have real chance for some big magic moments here for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so I'm, I'm really just hoping, you know. Do you, let me ask you this: Would you prefer it at Mania? Like, say they don't do the Seth Rollins thing. So let's say that wasn't on the table. Would you prefer it at Mania, or would you prefer them the night after Raw? 
on Raw. Um, I would prefer the night after. Yeah. But because they're probably gonna do the rounds thing, yeah, like yeah, Mania yeah. works. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if they had like like if rounds were already in a program or something, uh-huh. and you couldn't do rounds, so I think rounds is also the great perfect guy because oh, he walks yeah. out to Comain or in the middle of the show like you yeah, said or whatever, right. and you just have a banger four star match yeah, for exactly. twelve minutes. You just go out and you tear the freaking house. Like there's yeah. no com- There's no talking. It's just he comes out there. And Rollins is like, and then what we the just heck? go, and, and you just go just, at yeah, it, and they yeah. fight for fifteen minutes, and Cody wins, mm-hmm. and you go, all right, yeah, and he doesn't say anything, and then the the next night in Raw is, Cody's here, what's he gonna say? Yeah, right? exactly. What yeah. what what comes from this? You mm-hmm. know, lots of good stuff. I, I actually think, especially on the Raw side, I think there's a lot of depth in certain spots for Raw right now. Like there's so, they still got a lot of garbage that's thrown in here, but like I think they're doing a lot of good stuff with the tag division right now. I think. The Owens thing with Rollins is working really well. You bring in Cody. You got AJ in here now. Edge is a bad guy. I'm loving that. Roman going to hopefully be double champ. We're going to see that. Also, and I'm going to tell you this right now, Gable Steveson, the guy who just won the second mm-hmm. Division One championship, he's going to be world champion in less than three years. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you now. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, he did so, really well. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you now. He's a freak. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the second coming of Brock Lesnar. It's going to happen. So if he can figure out the promos or put Paul with them or something, yeah. it's going to happen. But very excited for sure. Glad that Cody's officially on board. Um, it's got potential to be match of the night if it is him and, him and Rollins. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a couple matches I'm looking at this on the show where I go, this one could be it. This one could be it. Obviously, Brock and Roman could be it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Brock and Roman – Will technically will, but could I think it would be the match? Obviously, you remember the most. Oh yeah, but I think like Edge and AJ, AJ. and probably will be the match of the night. Oh yeah, or match of both nights actually. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I think that's probably the best match. Up yeah, there. Becky and Bianca could be good. Charlotte and Ronda is not going to be good because no. Ronda's rough. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, like some said, of the tag stuff could be good, but probably yeah, not for sure. Right? There's there's some there's some areas where you, you know like. There's a lot of filler on this year's Mania. I really think they, they need to go back down to one night. <laughs> That's so just, crazy because we were like, God, we were talking that. like four years ago. We're yeah. like, oh, these WrestleMania's are so long. Let's go yeah. to two nights. Yeah. And now it's like, but there's so much filler on yeah, all that. It's like, I don't want. Yeah, it's like, I don't really need to see Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. I mean, it's going to be a fine match because they're both freaks, but like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like funny. like I've always talked about. I was like, you could condense this to a seven match card yeah. and be the most banger seven match card ever. Yeah. But. No. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. All right, that's going to be for this week's show. Next week, guys, we are going to be talking WrestleMania. We're previewing the whole show, top to bottom, night one, night two, night seven, whatever we got to do. We're predicting. We're booking out. We're doing everything you guys want to hear. Oh, don't forget, NXT stand and deliver, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Sure, I guess. It's the same same day as WrestleMania. Earlier in the day. It's at noon. Yeah, it's like we really care about this somehow, question mark. I I I thought it was like an editing mistake. No, nope. when they said it was the same day, I was like, oh, "You mean it's the Friday before?" Oh no, it's the same day. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, we got the Hall of Fame at some point too. We got to put that on TV too. <laughs> I mean, Undertaker's in the. I mean, Hall Queen of Fame, so. going in too. I was like, "That's the, if I'm the Undertaker, I am low key heated." I'm like, "Wait, wait, hold on. Nothing against Charmel. Fine, whatever. Throw it in. You don't care. But like, not in the same class as the Undertaker." And you had Vader, and you might be having like Psycho Sid. There's a theme here, mm-hmm. and that doesn't fit the theme. <laughs> Big monsters transcended the business. Get it? One of the greatest of all times in Taker, Queen Charmel. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, you know what That's I mean? Crazy. Like, come yeah. on, put in, you know, put in anybody else at that point. Like, mm-hmm. maybe a wrestler. I, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I don't geez. know. Uh, whatever. Anyway, anyway, we'll talk more about that next week too. We're gonna talk. It's going to be WrestleMania Primer. We're talking NFL free agency. We're going to talk some wings. We're going to talk some pistons. we got a lot of stuff to go over next week. That's going to be it for this week's show, though. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.